Hello everyone, welcome to the Stephen King cast, one man's musings on the works of Stephen King. Once I reviewed each of his works in the chronological order of publication, but Ka is a wheel, it all goes round again, and here I am once more on a new phase of the journey to examine each of the endings of the works of Stephen King to determine whether or not King deserves his reputation for having an inability to successfully land his endings. The focus of the podcast will be to examine the climax, the falling action, and the resolution of the endings to each of his novels and break it down by character, themes, conflict, and plot to determine whether or not it meets the criteria of being an objectively good ending. I will also weigh in on whether or not I happen to personally like the ending, and today I'm here to discuss the ending of the sequel to The Talisman, The Black House. In the meantime, everyone, if you have any thoughts on the Stephen King Stephen King cast or anything regarding Stephen King, please write in to stephenkingcast at yahoo.com. Also, if you like the podcast, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. That would greatly help me out. As I record this, Billy Summers came out this past Tuesday. This episode will drop in a couple weeks from now. Hopefully by then I will have finished. I'm incredibly busy right now. Um, I'm only uh, like... 10 pages into the novel. I wish that I was um, further ahead than, uh, than I currently am. I have it on my list of things to do today to put down the phone, put down the computer, put away all responsibilities, and give myself at least a good hour of me time with Billy Summers to get into it. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to make some progress there. But if you have any thoughts on Billy Summers and you have completed Billy Summers at this point, please write in to Stephen Kingcast at yahoo.com. Love, love the feel of a new Stephen King book. Um, and I love sharing all of it with all of you. But today what we're going to do, um, we're really going to focus on The Black House, the sequel to The Talisman. So before we get any further, I'm going to uh, read the Wikipedia summary so we have a basis upon which I can build my analysis. From Wikipedia, a series of murders have begun to plague the town of French Landing, Wisconsin. The murderer is dubbed the Fisherman due to a conscious effort by the killer to emulate the methods of a serial killer, Albert Fish. Like Fish, French Landing's killer targets children and indulges in cannibalism in the bodies. The two victims have already been discovered as the story opens with a third awaiting discovery. The nature of the crimes and the local police's inability to capture the killer have led people all over the region to become more anxious with each passing day, and certain elements of the local media exacerbate the situation with inflammatory and provocative coverage. After the events of the Talisman, Jack Sawyer has repressed the memories of his ventures in the territories and his hunt for the Talisman as a 12-year-old boy. Though the residue of these events have served to subly, subtly affect his life even after he has forgotten them. Jack grew up to become a lieutenant in the Los Angeles Police Department where his professionalism and uncanny talent are traced to a farm and have helped him establish a nearly legendary reputation. When a series of murders in Los Angeles are traced to a farm insurance salesman from French Landing, Wisconsin, Jack cooperates with the French Landing Police to capture the killer. While in Wisconsin, Jack is irresistibly enraptured by the natural beauty of Coley country, echoing his reaction to the territories as a child. When he later intrudes upon a homicide investigation in Santa Monica, certain aspects of the crime scene threaten to revive his repressed memories. He subsequently resigns from the LAPD and he moves to French Landing to enjoy his early retirement. When the fishermen begins to terrorize French Landing, the police all but beg Hollywood Jack Sawyer for his assistance and are surprised when he flatly refuses. Memories of the Santa Monica event threaten to overwhelm Jack, and he fears that involving himself in the investigation may break his sanity. When a fourth child is taken by the fishermen, events no longer allow Jack to remain aloof. It quickly becomes apparent to him that the fisherman is much more than a serial killer. 
In fact, he's an agent of the Crimson King, and his task is to find children with the potential to serve as breakers. The fourth victim, Tyler Marshall, is one of the most powerful breakers there have ever been, and he may be all that the Crimson King needs to break the remaining beams of the Dark Tower and bring an end to all of the worlds. As the fisherman also proves capable of flipping into the territories, Jack Sawyer is the only hope of not just French landing, but all of existence. So, when talking about the ending, let's talk about the moment from which they enter the Black House and confront Mulchen. And then uh, the following action will be to rescue Tyler. Jack is shot, and the resolution, Jack wakes up in the territories. Okay, the criteria for a good ending. Does it provide an appropriate conclusion to its characters that is consistent with the characters' actions, conflicts, or themes from the book? Yeah, I'll get to the bulk of that in the thematic section, but from a character standpoint, Jack saves the day, Tyler is saved, Judy is saved. Yes, it is very consistent with each of the characters. Does it successfully wrap up the plot? Specifically, do the events build upon one another with consistency? Malshin is defeated, Tyler is rescued, the Crimson King's plans are foiled for the moment. Yes, I would say it successfully wraps up the plot. Does, it serve the con does the conclusion serve the themes, symbolisms, and motifs? The first book was about the child saving the adult, and this book is about the adult saving the child. The first book was sprawling in scope. This one is contained. Um, the book almost traps Jack, traps him in a cage made up of his past that he's running from and a present that he can't quite escape. He's someone who doesn't belong in the world he was born into. By saving the child, he's saving that past version of himself. He's giving the half of him who is of Earth the future that he needs. And shortly after, when present Jack is shot, King and Straub resolve the straddling of worlds and gives him a singular future of one world. Jack, the boy of Earth, but not entirely of Earth. Jack, the cop, didn't know who he was. Jack, the man, is of the territories, striking out into a future entirely of his own making. What is the most famous scene of the novel, and does it appear in the conclusion of the story? Um, again, th these ones are hard um, because there's so much of what might be the famous scene is is influenced by um, live action um, adaptations. This does not have a live ac action adaptation, but I don't know. Maybe the abduction of Tyler, the moment where they enter the black house, um, and th there's a sequence in which King and Straub just describe the fog rolling into a into the town um, as night descends, and it's incredible. The the I remember talking about it at length in the in the longer review and it's it's not so much a scene as it is uh, an incredible description um, and setting of tone um, but you know I, I don't know if there is a standout scene and if there is I don't know if it takes place in the end are there other factors that we need to consider um, yeah I mean I would say that some people don't like this book because it's such a departure in terms of the scope um, and tone from the talisman. Um, but for me, that's one of the reasons why I like it as much as I do. I don't want recreations. I don't want retreads. I don't want carbon copies of, of what we liked, you know, and much like Dr. Sleep, you know, this zigs where, uh, the original zagged. Um, that's what I like about his sequels. He rarely does them, but when he does, he, he, he builds off what we know and um, ushers in new interpretations of the characters and, and the stories. And also, this is the last vestige 
of the, the track of what the Dark Tower story had been before he publishes Wolves of the Kala, Song of Susanna, and the Dark Tower. Those stories, there's a moment where he, where he has where he says, I'm going to go in a, in a different direction than I had been planning since the Gunslinger. Not that he'd really been planning, but um, that is, that's what he does. And this feels like the last version of what the Dark Tower had been. So uh, the two questions are, do I like the ending? And yes, I do like the ending very much. And is it a good ending? And I would say yes, based on everything that you know we, we discussed. It wraps up the theme, wraps up the plot, wraps up the characters, wraps up the conflict appropriately. We're good. This is a good ending. So um, at this stage, I happen to like 29 out of 32 endings. And I like, and 28 out of 32 endings have been objectively good. Okay, guys, if you have any thoughts on um, the ending of uh, Black House or anything else regarding Stephen King, please write in to stephenkingcast at yahoo.com. Um, head on over to iTunes, leave a review, and may you have long days and pleasant nights, and I will see you here next time where M-O-O-N spells Stephen King Cast.